Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fabulous episode of Stories Around Azeroth. Today we are doing a big deep dive into 8.3 and as promised, we delivered. We have a special guest this week. We have the wonderful, the magnanimous, the lovely queen of dungeon lore herself, Ali from Dungeon Fables. How are you doing today, my darling? Hello, I'm good. Magnanimous. I've never been told or called that. That's that's pretty fancy. I'm it's one of these fancy. people that I feel, feel very welcomed. <laughs> I, I have big words and I like to use them. I'm, I'm an animal. <laughs> um, that's good. That's good. You all right, yeah. though? <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us this week. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And as always, is the holiday gnome himself, probably soon to be mechanized at this point, one Mr. Frasley Tastic. Except blue hair. I, I was actually searching my podcast stuff and found out I was actually a discussion topic on Wild Talk about the mechanome because they said that they were wondering if I was going to become a mechanome. I said, nope, need the blue hair. That's it. Um, I think there has been, while we're talking about mechanomes, uh, I think there has been a big talk about. Um, how all of their trousers have been just data mined to just be diapers. Um, because obviously there's no option for them to have non-robotic legs. So essentially everything they have is a diaper. With well, I mean, the heritage armor. it all depends. I mean, some of us are not potty trained. I mean, you're robotic for a reason. I suppose just like uh, Robocop and everything else, you have a uh, an automatic system to dispose of that for you um yeah <laughs> but yes we are here to talk about 8.3 uh everything that we know that's coming with it there's obviously as usual i expect blizzard to hide stuff in the code and various other bits and pieces we'll talk about everything that we know uh as much as we can do uh within an hour because I, I do like to keep it within an hour we've all got lives that we need to lead and podcasts to edit and streams to do and dungeons to run and warcraft to play etc etc but we'll go through what we know as much as we can we are using wowhead uh for all of their glorious information because they are brilliant at what they do and i love them for it and i think we all do we all appreciate their hard work and and uh th throw a coin to your wowhead for just nine dollars a year i had to deal with your reference oh is that what that was <laughs> yeah. It, it's almost like I haven't been on the internet for the last month. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not like I actually came and said it in your stream of throw a coin to your Frasley, was it? No. No, not at all. No, not at all, no. Uh, we'll get on this uh, quickly. First question before we go around the room. Anything that stands out that you're super excited for? For me, it's a toss-up between the raid and horrific visions. I did, I did horrific visions a little bit in early PTR for eight point three, and oh. I could not be more excited for that. I think it's going to be great content, and I love that we have the option of being solo with it or taking up to four friends with us. And I think that's so smart of Blizzard, and I think it's going to be just the right amount of challenge. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, especially with what I've heard about the skulls, uh, adding the extra difficulty as well as giving the better rewards as well. Uh, those are what I'm interested in seeing as well, because apparently they're hidden within the maps, which I'm sure will all be data mined with locations once people get in there oh, and everything course. else. Um, <laughs> Mr. Frasley? I think I would be 
clobbered and denomed if I didn't say that the mechanomes are exciting because what that's the one that I predicted at BlizzCon two years ago and the one that I saw them coming back because of the uh, selfie gnome. So definitely excited for those and the Volpira. I I think a huge huge shout out should go to the hyped caravan for Volpira and for Gleowild. I mean people that have been championing it have been getting a lot of backlash too from people that are like ew ew furries. I'm like I think it's amazing that that uh, they're finally getting what they've been wanting for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. People that have championed the stuff, it's always good to see that they get what they're after. Uh, it's really good to see a lot of this bits and pieces as well. Uh, for the benefit of the live chat, tell us what you're excited for in 8.3 as well in the chat. And we'll talk about it as we go along. I'm being the big lore nerd that i am uh i'm excited for all the new lore that comes with us so yes the raid so the much cloak. so much yeah there's gonna be so much um i'm gonna be interested to see how the invasions now work rather than being us on a seven hour timer and then offline and then but actually being up for a week i'm gonna see how well that's gonna work be interested but yeah, let's dive into it. So obviously the first big news, so everybody that's ready. Uh, patch 8.3 goes live on January 14th for the US and January 15th for the EU with other areas, I believe, opening soon after. I think Asia gets it on the 16th with the mythic version of the dungeon Inn opening the following week after that. It's not that far away. Do you think it's come at the right time, or would you guys have preferred it earlier? I think it, it is. It, it came at the right time. I, I still wonder if they meant it earlier because the the WoW post for for Wintervale mentioned the the Pepe that's that's that was in Wintervale. So I don't know if they were planning it earlier, but I think it's it's good. It's it'll get us through winter for a while, and then we'll. We'll be able to do stuff as we're waiting for Shadowlands Alpha, Beta, pre-patch, and stuff like that. And I did hear somewhere that people have seen a patch 8.3.5 somewhere. Uh, I fully expect a 3.5 somewhere along the line anyway, because um, there'll always be post-content stuff to do. Maybe a wrap-up scenario as well before we head into 9.0. There'll probably be a small storyline, I imagine, somewhere. Plus, really, they need to bridge that gap between 8.3 and Shadowlands, not only story-wise, but time-wise. We don't want another situation where we are stuck in Nihilotha for a year or, you know, some insane amount of time while we're waiting for Shadowlands to drop. Because I remember at the end of Draenor, we were in Hellfire forever. I got so burned out on that place. But my Ray kept wanting to do it for some odd reason, and it was stupid, and I didn't want to keep doing it, but they did. And it just, the end of that expansion was think, just dead for a long time. I think the only time it's really had a small bridge has been Legion into BFA. Um, Wrath was a year. Uh, Wrath was a year. Cattle was well over a year. Uh, Myths was yeah. a good over a year as well. It, it's been this. Um, I'm hoping we'll probably see about eight months along with the rest of the patch cycle but that does rely on how far along shadowlands is in development now i'm assuming that part of the build that was seen at blizzcon was a friend of 
part of the Fat Friends and Family Alpha. That's obviously gone live over the Christmas, and I'm going to assume after the Mythic race is done, we'll start seeing closed beta for Shadowlands pop up. So, depending on how far along that is, we'll. I'm hoping we'll see it in August. A lot of people are saying it could be closer to November, December. Yeah, it's. I've seen a lot of debate on if it's going to be pre or post BlizzCon, time wise, because we do need time to test it. And, you know, they want it to come out smoothly and better than, you know, BFA had in a way. So, if it's going to be yeah. post BlizzCon, I think the only time they've ever launched an expansion post BlizzCon was literally the week after BlizzCon happened. Right. And that's they... tricky. Like, they, they need the BlizzCon to be able to, you know, talk about it more and, like, hey, now that you see the beginning, here's what's next. And it's yeah. hard to go too deep into that if it hasn't actually dropped yet. So, I'm thinking it's going to come out like early October. That's my personal prediction. That would mean that the raid would launch literally just after BlizzCon, then. like the first raid, because there's always Possibly. that. There's always that kind of couple of weeks stopgap, and then it's tricky because we don't know exactly when BlizzCon's happening this year. Because oh. the, I mean, it could happen. It could, it could happen. You know, on Halloween, maybe. Which would be the cool. It haha, would, but the weekend, the weekend after, apparently got booked by some other event already for the convention center. So we don't, we don't really know when it's gonna be. It no. could be more mid November, no, mid November for all we know. I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if it misses an August release. It wouldn't surprise me if it was out after BlizzCon with the raids opening in the beginning of January because that way they, they have the break over Christmas before the raids open. Gives them that couple of weeks to do day one hot fixes for anything else they need to do as well. So my 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 concern is that they'll drop 9.0 months early and drop it around August time with the new leveling system and everything else to build up into Shadowlands and everything else. So the yeah, first months of 9.0 before yeah. the actual Shadowlands open. I could see it at another allied race there, something like that. Give us something ahead of BFA. Or not BFA, Shadowlands. I mean, there is new rep, but I don't think we're going to get those as allied races at all. That would be weird. Although, if we got Naga, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think that would bring a lot of people back. Yeah. But yes, we'll talk about that. We've, we've spent a lot on the date. Obviously, the big thing, one of Mr. Frazzy's favorite things, Mechanomes and Volpira. Yeah. Finally releasing. I hope everybody has got their reps ready. I'm still working on Volpira at this point. Same. I'm, I'm about, I think I'm a few weeks out from getting Volpira. Just popping over and just doing the emissary boxes. Uh, but Mechanomes, I'm more than ready for. I have some other tunes I'm going to level before I create more Allied races. Right. Which works because I don't actually, like, I still don't have Rustful to Exalted yet. And oh. my Horty alt isn't even 120 yet. So. I'm not in a rush to make them, but I do want to make them eventually. That makes sense. I might mechanisms will probably make sense for be first for me. Out of those two. Um, I mean, I'm probably not going to worry about it until the raid is over. Um, right. Yep. My biggest concern right now is going to be uh, making sure I'm raid ready in the in the week before it opens. Uh, well. Because, I mean, her normal and heroic will be open day one. 
but uh, Mythical will open up the week after, I think. I might be wrong on that one. Let me just double check that. Uh, with the raid open, so the raid opens the following week, so we've got a whole week to enjoy the content without the fear of the raid. So that means that we can do the entire story, get our cloaks, start doing maybe visions on that first week. Um, you know, it gives you the extra week to get everything done, which is good because artifact knowledge kicks in literally the day of the patch as well. So that's that's not that's not horrible. But um, I'm gonna say making a mecha known myself until Pomps possibly 9.0 and concentrate on the rest of the Alliance races to get them up first and then see how the leveling system works with um, a mecha gnome, I think. And and I mean I, I'd hope you would you would both do mechanome first because I mean because uh, it, it's my Nomus imposition and no one expects a Nomus imposition. Of course. <laughs> Smooth. You've been working on that one, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Volpira seem to be Death Knights if you've got Shadowlands pre-ordered. Hunters, Mages, mo uh, Monks, Priests, Rogues, Shaman, Warlocks, and Warriors with some really strong racials, it seems. Yes, yeah, really strong. Whew. And Bagspace! Bagspace as well, yep. Uh, Mechanomes, Death Knights with Shadowlands pre-ordered. Hunter, Mage, Monk, Priest, Rogue, Warlock, and Warrior. So same class disparity, it seems. So they are pretty much good. But also yeah. um, some really strong racials as well, from what I've been told. Yeah, being able to, to, to use your Mechanome as your personal uh, furnace, your fire, and stuff like that. I mean, really, you, you, it, it, it's like a Swiss Army knife. It's, yeah, the, it's actually. the combat analysis I've heard is really strong. Um, the 25 primary stat stacking up to 10 times is is really strong and then it just decays while out of combat so essentially on a boss fight a longer boss fight which is what we're actually heading to in these raids yeah. and bits and pieces yeah. you've got an extra 250 on your primary stat which can be quite strong depending on the class you're using it kind of reminds me of the, the VAT system from Fallout and I, I, I've been getting a Fallout vibe from the Mechanomes oh for sure Oh, yeah. The mecha, the entire island is total Fallout vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, as mentioned with uh, Mechanomes and Volpira, uh, allied race Death Knights. All allied races are getting Death Knights. Uh, if you've got the Shadowlands pre-order in 8.3, otherwise you'll be waiting on 9.0, I believe, until they become uh, account-wide, like without the expansion pre-ordered, which is interesting. Um, the only one I'm really curious about is Lightforge Draenei Death Knights. Yeah. From a little it... story perspective, yeah. Yeah. Everything else, sure, but Lightforge Draenei are the only ones that stand out to me as bizarre. I mean, Mechanomes themselves, because if they have a soul or not, it's kind of, kind of interesting that they can be evil. Well, Death Knights aren't wholly evil, and... With the fact that the new allied races seem to have uh, a connection with Bolvar rather than Arthas, because the the starting area for Death Knights doesn't change for the older classes, so you'll still see old, like pre Cataclysm, Eastern Plaguelands, and everything else. Whereas you'll get a new starting zone with the allied races. It seems to be more Bolvar giving them the choice to join, so they're doing it of their own volition. I just find um it entertaining that. Mechanomes go through this period of we are erasing our flesh to gain mechanical prowess and be smarter, stronger, faster, 
and then they're like, "Yeah, I'll just be a death knight and be like <laughs> have this as well and the power of undeath." Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious about you know in terms of the Lightforge Jonai that we also are going to be, be getting you know Callie is in the story now. That is true. Yep. So I'm wondering. I don't know if there's gonna be some kind of time between the two, maybe, but I don't, I don't know. There's something to that. Like that's that's a loose end that has not been addressed yet. So the, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. I feel it's going to be another pre-expansion book where a lot of Kalia's story, or a lot of like oh, media, so. out, media for whatever the book's gonna be. of the game, I feel is where she's gonna be explored because and I feel it's easier to do it like that. And have Patty Matson read it. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool to to have the. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and would read the first one, and then yeah, have totally. Patty. I'd be. I. I'd, I'd oh, be, I don't know what story I'd be more interested to see, Kalia, working out something with the Forsaken, or more backstory as to Sylvanas and the Jailer. I don't know which story I'd be more interested in at this point. Maybe maybe it could have both storylines and then tie it together, and that's our intro to Shadowlands. Maybe, but I'm thinking more along the lines of having a Sylvanas-focused book like Illidan, where it basically yeah. goes all the way back down Illidan's timeline and pretty much uh, furthers a point and shows you how that character reached that point. So we could see that with Sylvanas um, from like all the way back in Warcraft 3 and these points that have made her, while still staying true with the story, you know, the same thing they did with Arthur's as well, pre-Wrath uh, pre, yeah, uh, yeah. as well. So, and if she's yeah. going to get that book, I mean, she's got a couple of short stories and stuff, but if she's going to get a whole novel dedicated to her and her storyline, like, now is the time to do it. Absolutely. I 110% yeah. agree. So, are either of you going to be making allied race death fights? Yeah, because... Um, oh, I don't know. I have not played enough Death Knights, and that's one thing I, I want to get into. I did it back in 2016, and have never gone back and played a Death Knight. And I, I, I love like the the blood, like the pulling and stuff like that. So I, I want to just try out some of their their uh, their abilities and talents. I think I, I think I'm going to do at least one, uh, mostly so I can see the starting zone, and it'll be yeah. another reason why I'll make I'll do at least one other character in a starting zone just because I want to see the new starting zone and how that happens. So... Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see that new starting zone. And honestly, I mean, I'm a sucker for Dark Iron Dwarves, so I'm probably going to make one of those. Ooh. Although I kind of want to see the whole Lightforged Draenei too, so I'll start with my dwarf, and then if we find out that the Lightforged Draenei kind of get a little something-something to explain the light and death knight and everything, I'll probably do that too. I think, like, a Dark Iron Death Knight intrigues me, but only if you'd be able to make the fiery beard go blue instead to go with the oh. whole Death Knight theme. I think that would be... That would be my would main. Be so cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my that priest, would... man. Throw my priest out the window if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Hades in uh, Hercules. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be... Oh, <coughs> I never I, I never knew I wanted that until now. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. yeah that needs to be a thing. Yeah. Um, something that should be said is uh, a lot with the 8.3 patch, a lot of the coloured eyes and the eye empowerment changes uh, a lot. So all Death Knights have more uh, Lich King looking eyes. They're a lot bluer. They look more intact rather than as part of the eye rather than just in front of it with like the blue 
eye trails as well. They all look really good. I believe it's for the elves as well, like blood elves and night elves and all the different vo uh, void elves and everything else. So it's interesting. Draenei as well, I believe they fixed. So it's cool. Lots more ca character customization, which I'm all down for as well. Especially on the roll-up to Shadowlands where they're bringing even more. I want my long-tailed Draenei females. I need them. They need yes. To, they need to be a thing. Um, it, yeah, no. Raska. Well, this is more 9.0, but there better be long hair on the Blood Elves. I'm I'm rooting for Valicia on the long hair on the on the Blood Elf females. They've got long hair. I just want them to... I just want them to fix it so that when you put a certain like helms on, your hair doesn't disappear. That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, that would well, that would be nice. That's, but then, that's an issue. I'd, I'd also Hashtag like hair it, hats. I'd also like it for <laughs> long ears and various other things that they don't clip through and everything else. I mean, Worgen, yeah, I mean, Worgen's have the worst of it if you want to wear helms that just oh. like stretched. So yeah, if it's anything like any kind of bandana or face, if it goes to like the face part, yeah. it's just stretched and warped because my my mains are Worgen. Um, and then you're lucky to find any helms or hats that the hair on the back doesn't actually yeah. clip through. Yeah. Like as much as I love my pirate hat, in the very back it still clips through, but at least you don't really see that. So it's one of the better hats, but it's really rare when a helm actually works for Warden. So as we mentioned, there is a new raid. It's a 12 yeah. boss raid. Uh, item levels are massively inflated again. Um, LFR at 4.30, Normals at 4.45, Heroics at 4.60, and Mythics at 4.75. I say that, Heroic Geared uh, Eternal Palace, my Demon Hunter is sitting about 4.43. So, that's not horribly inflated, thinking about it. It's not bad. I mean, I'm sitting at... I haven't quite cleared I don't have any ATC yet, but I'm sitting at 4.35, I think, on my Holy Priest. Right. And with you know a couple of war forges, not not many. I don't get that lucky on it, but uh, yeah, I, th I think I think it's okay. I'm at four twenty on Frasley. Hey, good job, Fras. That's not bad, Fras. <laughs> I, like... I mean, that that's that's pretty decent. I mean, he, I think uh, crafted armor in eight point three. Um, the the good stuff is buying on pickup, and it goes to four seventy personal. So you can get just under mythic gear. If you've got the crafting profession for it, I'm not sure if it yeah, requires specific that. raid mats or anything else. But 417 without having to step into a raid would be very strong. I imagine you'd have to be very reliant on specific materials from the visions if that was the case. But we'll see. Um, weapon and armor models from the dungeon, as you uh, fully expected, a dark twisted old god themed as Wowhead are reported. So excited! Yeah, it's gonna be really good. Um, I I'm such I'm, I'm a huge sucker for old god, everything old god related things the storyline everything like I wanted an old god expansion, and I mean I'll take Shadowlands that's cool. I but, mean, um, <laughs> I mean there was a whole so, point where I wanted just like a Black Empire type thing. Like we yeah. come back after being in the Shadowlands because there's obviously I imagine on a dimension basis there'll be like some sort of time distortion type thing. So we come back as the t the the two years we've been in the Shadowlands has been like a decade or something they've managed to progress the world it's that, possible that it is i'm i'm disappointed that nyalotha is a raid because they, they could have made that entire yes. main zone for an expansion but that's okay i'll take yeah it. i'm still excited i mean 
it's it, it, same hope I have for, for Nomergon that they'll rake the city. So you never know. Nihilith could become a whole city at some point. It's it's interesting. The way, the way that, from what I've seen of the zone set up and the whole area, it feels like there'll be small scenarios or subquests where we'll be going back into there a lot. And I think they've set that up a lot where where we have to come back and fight off reinvasions of Cthulhu or Yogg-Saron or yeah, yeah. everything else that will find clues to more old god stuff. And I think Rathian will spend a lot of his time in Nihilotha and everything else. And speaking of Rathian, he is the first boss, I believe. Uh, Rathian the Black so Emperor. There's stuff like Melt, the Prophet Skitra, Dark Inquisitor Zanish, Hivemind, Shadhar the Insatiable, Trestegeth, Vexiona, Raden, Ilganoth, Carapace of Nazoth, and Nazoth itself. Lots of black dragons, lots of uh, Akir stuff, black dragons, uh, black empire, lots of big names there as well. It's, it's looking, from what I've seen, it's looking like it's going to be a good raid. And I don't yes. think... It's one of the things that Blizzard excel on, and they've done it so much better since Warlords, is the way their raid dungeons work and how they do and it's that and this the way they tell a story in a zone is not exactly the worst thing that they do so it's great i'm i mean given some of these characters i mean you got rathion you know who's been a raw den that's a big name you know ilganoth you know, we had that means we're gonna get a whole new set of whispers yep. guarantee it and means more imp lore implications and things to try to figure out and Maybe even some answers from the last set of whispers, and it's just from a lore perspective, this raid is going to be awesome. And from a just raiding fighting perspective, I think it's going to be great. I have really high hopes. Yep. So there are three mounts available apparently from the raid dungeon. For those interested, there is one that's specific to Mythic Nazoth, which is to be expected. Uh, there's one from the glory of the Nihilopa Raider, which is called the Rickland Parasite, and there seems to be an uncorrupted Void Wing, which is the new Twilight Dragon model, and that is suspected to come from having Heroic ahead of the curve. So, there, I imagine it's like the Rainbow Wing, and um, uh, what was the one from Legion? The Nightmare... The... the, the, the Nightmare Moose. Oh, yeah, uh... But lots of stuff as well. To tie in to Nihilotha and everything else, there's Titan Assaults, which are the new invasions. Now, the way these are going to work is that once per week, uh, a zone is going to be uh, assaulted. It'll either be Uldum or it will be um, uh, the Vale of Eternal Blossoms in Pandaria. And you'll basically have a bar, uh, like loads of quests and bits and pieces to fill up during the week. You'll have uh, the main quest line that you'll want to do for your story will take you into these zones to begin with as well. So there's a lot to do there without filling, uh, without you know spoiling too much. But wherever that uh, invasion is taking place is where the entrance to the raid will be for that week as well. So yeah, uh, interesting. I'm looking forward to a lot of these invasions. Um, because apparently there's mounts, there's pets, there's transmog, there's lots of hidden stuff that's not on the beaten path for just going in and doing your invasion. So, yeah, I like that there's a lot of focus on soloable content taking scale, because yeah. that's one thing that like classic I str struggle with is the gr the groups, and and I like having content that 
I can go in if I just want to be by myself. But if I want to take people in, we can do that as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that the veil is a signal of more things that are going to be being restored as we go along. Yeah, could be. I think the invasions are gonna the invasions are gonna be the main content uh, because you're gonna yeah, have to do a lot of those to be able to get into your visions. So. Yep. And I I did that in the PTR as well, and it really just feels like the assaults and invasions we've been doing all along. It's just a little bit of an old god twist. Good. Yeah. Which, which is good, and they might end up being like the way to level, I imagine. Um, especially if they're up over the course of the week instead of just every few hours. They might just be how you level uh, when you get back to BFA type stuff. Which would be weird. It'd be like, I'll go and level in Pandaria, and in BFA I'll come back to Pandaria if it's up that week. <laughs> it's bizarre, but it'll be interesting. Um, with the new corrupted versions of Uldum and Vale of the Eternal Bosses, there is three world bosses. Uh, there's Grand Empress Shekzara, which is uh, the successor to Grand Empress Shekzir. So I assume she'll be in the Vale of Eternal Blossoms because that's Manted. Um, there is Tashara, which is uh, something that's built by Mogu. It's a titanic Mogu keeper. So there we go. Something akin... Oh, what was his name in uh, Siege of Orgrimmar before you face the Shah of Anger? Norishen. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got something called Vuklaz the Earthbreaker. Uh, that's done by Prophet Skitra, so I assume that'll be in Aldum as well. So there we go. And now, the big thing that I'm sure this is the one that Ali's interested in. The horrific, the horrific visions of Orgrimmar and Stormwind. Exciting stuff, this one. So this is the big content that, even though Blizzard have said it's akin to Mage Towers, and it's probably going to be closer to the Death of Chromie scenario than it is the Mage Tower. Which um, that was fun. Yeah, the Death of Chromie was very much fun. It took me a while to get it, but I'm glad I did. Um, the fact that you could do it between one to five players, obviously, uh, is good. You can do it with your friends. Whether one person just needs to have the consumable to activate, or everybody needs a consumable, I think is yet to be seen. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to do, and there are masks that you can find. I think there's like five to seven. I'm not entirely sure. But these masks will up the difficulty of the visions and you'll get higher rewards for doing so. Uh, they tell specific stories as well. And they're the things that, if you don't want to do raiding, once you've got to the end of upgrading your legendary cloak, you can do the heroic, the horrific visions. I keep saying heroic. The horrific visions <laughs> um, instead to upgrade your cloak if you just don't, if you don't want to or can't do raid content. And the, the horrific visions, at least when I did it, like it, it, I haven't completed Death of Chromie scenario. It's on my to do list. Right. But, which is a lot of fun. But I know uh, for those who did the Wither training, it yeah. feels a lot like that. Because a lot, as you go, there's different chests. They might be in different locations. You know, and as you go, you learn more and you build up. And it just, it is a, like I said, it's it's a good challenge and i think blizzard's working hard to give people options you know like you were saying pete if you don't want to raid come do this yeah you know, if you if you don't want to group up you can do it solo and i think we're just going to keep seeing more of these types of options for players as we go along and 
I I am curious on the lore perspective if the Stormwind side is is at all tied because the end of Caesar Orgrimmar we we go to a horrific vision of Stormwind and 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 I'm wondering if 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 it's the same universe or a different one because Garrosh was getting that vision. To what I'm aware, it's a different vision altogether because the one we see at the end of Siege in Mythic is if uh, is if Garrosh wins that fight and then takes the water storm. You know, while while Varin's still around, etc., and all of that. That's it's a different vision entirely. Okay, I could be wrong, but I'm quite sure it's different. And I think it's different. Maybe we'll get a nod to it though, because I know when I did it, there was actually little bonus objectives inside yep. the vision. Yep. And so maybe maybe one of those will have like a nod to it. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's a lot I'm interested in. Then what's not mentioned here, but I have seen mentioned elsewhere, is there does seem to be an extensive achievement for the horrific vision based on what sort of level of difficulty you beat it. And there's like three to five different difficulties, I believe, depending on the masks that you use. And there's a lot of cosmetic stuff that can be earned from there as well. So, I don't know. It's all looking pretty good. Yeah. And, and uh, Capo in the chat talks about how, like, this is like those those uh, those two-person raids in Rift. And, yeah, WoW needs scalable content. And and I, and I I agree that if you have more people up the challenge and maybe up the reward, but still give I you something. Think, I think a lot of people are saying that the more the more people you bring in with you, it does feel easier because you can obviously tackle things in different ways but um i think that's gonna be highly de dependent on the gear and the skill level of the other people you're bringing in as well because i don't think you'll be able to bring in like four randoms with a variant of uh, skill and gear level and take on like a, a five mask vision you know i think there's a definitely a bit of difference to have be had there so we'll see I mean, until it, until it's actually live and we have it in our hands, all we can do is speculate yeah. and like yeah. read what we're seeing. Um, part of the visions, something we'll need to actually combat the actual visions down the line as well, is you know to keep in the feeling with this expansion is just missed 2.0. We've got Rathian back with a legendary cloak. Yay! <laughs> Yay. I, so I know somebody who will probably never do this side of it. And I know somebody else who who. Uh, will bring their cats and they're going to they're, they're going to swarm around uh, uh Rathion. <laughs> I mean it, it, if if people choose to ignore this they're they're basically ignoring the main story that it's going to throw in your face every time you log in like it's the next part of like what would be the war campaign. This is oh, they'll be... do it they just won't admit it that's all. Yeah. 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 And and Rathion looks gorgeous. I I was actually here for somebody today how they need to ship Rathion and I'm like I I think I think so. Okay. I really don't want to know what you're dreaming up in the Frazzle Cast Lab over there. Um, the cloaks uh, will upgrade over time. I believe it's up to 12 levels of upgrade for the cloak itself. Uh, once you get about to level 5 or 6, about midway, you start getting corruption resistance. Now, the way corruption works, for those who aren't aware, is... Titan Vorgin is gone. We'll go on to a lot more of that later. And corruption is now on gear as well. And the cloak is going to be your way to resist a lot of the corruption instead. Um, the cloak seems to upgrade in the way it looks as well. The first one, it looks like a standard small cloak. The second part looks mildly like the old Mists legion, uh, legendary cloaks. Whereas the last one looks very 
time and space. Like, it looks like very it. nice. I'm looking forward yeah, to using good. that cloak, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, there are. There's also, obviously, Raffian vendors, because corrupted mementos are going to be a big thing. Uh, there's something called a Vessel of Horrific Visions, which costs a thousand coalescing visions, which we farmed from the uh, invasions. They're what we need to enter the Horrific Visions. You can buy something called a Gouged Eye of Nazoth for 25,000 uh, corrupted mementos. This seems to only be purchasable once you complete a specific achievement. But this seems to be a consumable that you can use to add a socket to your item. Wowhead have also tweeted today that... Uh, having the ability to play around with it on the PTR, this is only going to be usable on 8.3 gear. So nothing that you might have as like your best in slot weapon from um, T uh, Eternal Palace or anything else that you might have managed to farm up. Any gear that you can gain from 8.3 content, including I believe Mythic Plus, has the ability to have a socket in it. And then if you're really going to farm it, you can spend 100,000 of those corrupted mementos on a flying mount. Guess what I'll be saving up for, guys? <laughs> the buying that, yeah. 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 Uh, in addition to the legendary cloak, there's Titan Research, which is essentially a research thing that's returned from Legion and to Garrison and everything else. More stuff, but those will help you progress the story. I believe it, it's similar to the Chromi progression bar with how you would progress and expand it and make it better for you to run through as well. But I believe that the Titan research is what you need to complete in order to be able to like get gouged eye of the Zoffs and various other bits and pieces. So, yeah, and I like this this stuff. I, I like when they added it in Legion and BFA. I like having things that you can use to expand your abilities. It's fun having that that progression where you feel like you're getting stronger. Uh, yeah. It's absolutely that as well. If you like to do Mythic Plus or PvP, Season 4 will launch with 8.3. There's a lot to go over here. Um, similar to like previous seasons and everything else. Uh, with Mythic Plus, we get a new thing called Awaken, which will replace Beguiling, which is good because Beguiling was a pain in the ass. Um, Awaken... <laughs> it, oh, it really was. Um, yeah, yeah. Awakening, basically, there's interactable Black Empire obelisks that'll be inside dungeons, and you can use them to pull into, like, an alternative world, which will be inhabited by Nazoth's lieutenants instead of regular mobs. If you defeat the mini-boss there, the players return to their own reality in whatever location you're standing after you've beaten the boss. But if you fail to defeat the lieutenants, they may ambush you while you're fighting the final dungeon boss. So, I think that's cool. It's, it's nice, and I think that that could lead to some really cool shortcuts um i mentioned something way back when when they were started doing the uh, mythic dungeon invitational that something they should do on a weekly basis instead of stuff that has um different uh affixes is change the way the dungeon layout is because then it actually changes what people are doing instead of running more of souls every week in week out and it's exactly the same dungeon by changing the way it is you can add some special strategies and everything else like that this could be cool this could be what i'm looking for <coughs> so it could be interesting everything else uh there's a couple of abilities and various other things if you're after your pvp your new season of that if you, if you really like your pvp 
good on you. Um, I've done enough PvP in this expansion to last me a lifetime. The biggest thing yeah. entering Mythic Plus is they're finally putting the two halves of Operation Mechagon in. So yep. you have outside Mechagon and you've got Mechagon City itself. I think we all kind of predicted they would do that, just like they did with Karazhan and Legion. Yeah, I think they announced it when they said it will be in the next patch as well. So um, outside Mechagon is very trash heavy. Inside Mechagon is very boss specific. So some of those are probably going to um, appeal to you specifically on a week in, week out, depending on... on what keystone you have because obviously some prefer trash some prefer bosses uh they've added two new rewards for completing mythic keystones this patch as well uh if you complete all dungeons on mythic plus 10 you can get the awakened title if you manage to complete all dungeons on mythic 15 there's like an, an eel melt that you can get like a corrupted eel I, I think the 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 title should have been the woke Bad, it doesn't sound as cool, Frasley. No. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Awakened. I have a love-hate relationship with Mythic Pluses. Right. But I might go for that title because I like it. The Awakened, that's pretty cool. If, ah. I think if 470 gear that's crafted does not require raids and just requires visions, I think Mythic Plus is going to be accessible for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, especially because it means that uh, a lot of raiders will just have specifically crafted gear because it will be best until they get slot gear or like uh, their Azerite stuff and bits and pieces because it's just a it's just a, a damage boost. If it does require raid stuff, then uh, I don't know what you will have to do, but I think it's going to require a lot of investment, regardless. But yeah, it's cool. I'm gonna have to try and do 15s this this patch, just to get the the mount. 15s scare me. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I think the highest I've ever done is an 11, and that was in Legion. I've completed a couple of 15s. I haven't done enough to get the the Keystone Master feat. So there we go. Um, I don't know. It, it's a weird looking mount to try and push for, but I need to keep up and try and get my 450 before the expansion ends. Uh, because I have problems. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. You just know what you would like to. You, you know what you like to do. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Titans Forging has been replaced. Essentially, the law perspective of this is uh, Nazoth and the Black Empire have corrupted the Titan facilities, and therefore nothing's Titan Forging is, however, being corrupted. Now. Uh, the way that these work is they'll have uh, a buff and a debuff. Uh, there'll be a corruption stack and each item that is corrupted will have a set point of corruption points up to, I think the max that an item can have is 25. Um, and uh, it can be up there. But while it has corruption on it, it will also have a buff as well. And there are loads of corrupted weapons that have different things as well it's it's interesting uh here's a thing that's called devastation's hour it's a two-handed sword so something for mr frasley maybe on his warrior your attacks have a chance to trigger a beam of twilight devastation dealing damage equal to five percent of your health to all enemies in front of you Ooh. uh what you play a you play a priest shadow or 
Uh, mostly holy because of mostly uh, holy. So let's see. Can, let's see stuff. if we can find a. The only priest thing I'm seeing is at the very end of the list. Uh, there's something called Vor Yukal. So you gain Void Ritual, giving your spells and abilities a chance to increase all secondary stats by ten every second for twenty seconds. And it's in chances increased if you've got at least two nearby allies who also have Void Ritual. That's I not bad. How, how, what do you guys think about the Corrupted Gear? Yeah, <sighs> It really depends. Um, because just like everything else, there's going to be a... There'll be a specific tier list of stuff and bits and pieces for your class and what to use. For those people that are raiding, then they'll have to follow it to a yep. certain degree. Uh, for those people who just want to play or have alts or various other bits and pieces, they'll use whatever they can get. Um, apparently, like, uh, the weapons you can get from Mythic Plus in your Mythic Chest will also have uh, the ability to get corrupted abilities as well. So it's not just restricted to the weapons from the raid. They're just guaranteed corrupted weapons. So it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Now, it's interesting. They they you can cleanse the corruption, so there must be a a reason to want to do that. So if you cleanse the corruption, you lose the buff that the weapon gives you as well. But I believe it allows you to then put a socket on the item as well. I'm not sure if the socket is allowed to give you um what's it called? I don't think the the gouged eye socket is allowed to go on as well as the corruption. But I, I know you can purify it. Makes it a normal item. The, the whole idea of the system is that you're meant to balance how much corruption you have at any one time. The closer you right. are to 100, the more corruption debuffs that you can get in effect. And it's more likely to kill you. Because I believe okay. the first one that you get is like a a pool below you that can slow you down and deal damage. And then as you go on, like that pool will get bigger. Slightly like Defile, essentially. And deal, so you're slower while you're still in it. So unless you've got really good movement to get out of it and various other things, then it, it's going to be tricksy. But there's also, like, when you get to 100, there's going to be stuff that's literally the thing from beyond that we did as part of the uh, Magni questline. The very, like, I believe it's the Revered or the Exalted one where we fed it Azerite to get it out of the Heart Chamber. That thing makes an appearance as part of the Corruption Weapon System. And, like, if it hits you, you take a lot of damage. So, uh, there's there's a lot of corruption stuff as well, which is 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 very horrible. Um, it seems that corruption uh, Blizzard have confirmed that corrupted items are not a permanent addition to WoW, so it's not something to expect right. past BFA. I'm which wondering, I'm wondering if this is their way to also therefore put an end to Titan forging or even war forging. You know, maybe in Shadowlands, we don't have any of that kind of thing. Um, I'm hoping it does put an end to Titan Forging, mostly for the fact that the the idea for Titan Forging, where it's meant to literally put an end, it's not meant. It's there to keep you going back into raids and going. Oh, I might get this piece of loot again, but it might Titan Forge into a higher item level, and I really hate that idea. Just as a standard yeah. thing. Um, Are we still going to have that for alt? Because one thing I do like leveling with the alt is. You do have items that can roll purple or blue. I think that's different, uh, but I get what you're saying. I honestly, I don't know the answer to that. 
mean, I would imagine so. It may be, but we Maybe. won't see that until the beta for Shadowlands is out and we actually yeah. see what the final product is going to be. And and, and maybe when they're redoing the whole leveling system, they, those make the item rewards better anyway. So that they, they won't need to to warforge or reforge or whatever the forging that they do for those. Death they, forged. They added that. Death forge. Death. No, yeah. I, I and what I understand is? it's it's an MMO and things like RNG is what keeps us playing and Blizzard has to find the ways to keep us playing. I totally understand that. But there's just been such an increase in RNG over the years. There are that... layers of it. There's so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So taking out this one thing, I think, would feel a lot better, and that I... it would help. It would help pe people who do try to go for that best in slot, Titan Forge, and everything, would hopefully get less burned out because they're not going for over and over, just hoping a good, a good that way, it works. A good way to not let somebody get burnt out though is to allow really looser restrictions on the account-wide system. Allow people yeah. to play their ults and not get punished for it. Like, we, yeah. we've, we've had this massive jump between you were really... You were really promoted to play different classes and ults in Legion to see the different stories of the, of the Order Hall campaigns. And you weren't punished for doing so because, you know, Azerite... Uh, sorry, Artifact Power... It, yeah, it was a thing, but you weren't really punished for it. Like you weren't, you didn't find out that you fell so far behind if you were if you leveled an ult, you had enough to do what you needed to do. Now, with the way the essences work as a way to try and boost the heart of uh, Azeroth system, because Azerite gear wasn't what they needed, players have been punished because after uh, you have to put so much time in to to get your level threes and level fours if you want just the cosmetic ones for your main character but then if you want to do anything on an alt all those alts that you've leveled up to 110 to do all your order hall stuff you're punished because you lack that massive power level and you don't want you haven't got time to put all of that time back in to get those essences again those level three essences yep. so are are you asking for account wide essences I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, Frasley. While it is so much of a meme right now, account-wide essences, I guarantee you, will happen in 9.0. Because they'll turn around and they'll go, this expansion is done. Every character is going to... Uh, we may as well just give you uh, every... Uh, every... Um, essence, because you know, there's you're not going to be in this expansion anymore. Except if you're going to, to level. So why not just have all the essences on your character? I get it. Like I get the, I get the idea behind. I get the idea behind not doing it now. Keep people playing the game. Get people yeah. to keep paying to play the game. I get it. It's a very cynical way of looking at things, and I absolutely hundred percent get that idea. But the problem then becomes. Players don't enjoy the game because they don't want to get pigeonholed. Some, I'm not going to say all players. Some players don't want to get pigeonholed onto playing one character permanently. They like to level. They like to play their old. So I would very much like to play one of the the 14, 15 other alts I have at 120 and <laughs> enjoy playing them. You know, yeah. at, at a at a at a level. But I feel like I can't. I don't want to step into Mythic Plus and try and get any gear on those characters because 
I'm lacking essences. And those essences mean I'm going to lack in the damage and then I don't want to do anything. That is one thing I enjoyed about Final Fantasy XIV was you could change your job and change your gameplay at any time. And I think it would be nice to do something in some areas to get to that in WoW. I don't think we'll ever get to that. I think that's I think that's just the two different games and how they work. I mean, 14 works very much off the same system that 11 did. And that's just the way that that's going to be. Yes, it would be nice. But I still think that we need to be in a position where Blizzard doesn't turn around. When Blizzard releases a new expansion, they turn around and release it with stuff that's already there using systems from previous expansions. So I'm talking about Paragons from launch, not put back in at the end of it because they feel like people haven't got anything else to do for World Quest 4 after they get exalted with reputation. Allow reps uh, to have something where you can buy something once you hit exalted to buff up your stuff on your account like they did in myths let them get tabards if you don't want to do that item that they can send account wide to your alts to get a small bonus reputation even if it's only 10 percent yeah um that would help um at max level if i'm exalted and i've got something that i need to grind that gives me a secondary reputation allow me to get bind on account uh, catch up gear for ults if I'm already at that raid and I'm done on my main and then I choose to go into my ults don't release a system which requires me to do a lot of grinding which doesn't benefit my account as a whole and only benefits one character if they maybe want... we'll start seeing more of the 8 maybe in 8.35 if that does happen we will start seeing more and more account wide things yeah and and with the, with the choice, if someone doesn't want the account... Now, show me somebody who doesn't want their characters to have buffs. Because Blizzard keeps talking about these people out there who want each character to be different. Please show... I, I'm sure you're out there. I'm sure you listen to this show. Just let, let, let me know. Say, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those... There are... <laughs> I 100% agree. I'm quite sure there are people that play one character, stick to one character, do everything on one character absolutely 100% get it but that was that was the thing when back in vanilla you were punished for having having more than one character because money was so hard to really get you know between characters and now I feel like the account wide system and alts are punished because of what Blizzard allowed to happen in Warlords where they saw Oh, so many people have got so many characters. They're all online all the time. What are they doing? Oh, they're sitting in their garrisons and not moving because of a system we put in that allowed the gold system to be manipulated. And we're still feeling punishments for that right now where there are so many gold sinks to punish those players. Not even, it punishes the players that didn't abuse that system because there's no way to make that amount of money anymore. But it's right? there as a gold sink for those people who did abuse that system. And abuse is probably the wrong word because it's a system that Blizzard put in place. Abuse is probably definitely the wrong word, but they use that system to get riches in the game. And we now at a, are at a point where people that didn't use that system, didn't want to play alts, are punished because they don't have the gold making money ability to do that. Because they didn't have alts because alts were a thing in Legion where the game didn't punish you for having alts. 
it's a bizarre thing. But yeah, um, <laughs> essences. There's a few Heart of Azeroth upgrades. There are, I think, about seven new essences altogether. Uh, they is i believe the heart of azeroth goes up to level 80 now so you've got 10 new levels to unlock and everything else um you get a new minor slot unlock at level 75 and then you get more stamina at 71 and 80 essentially your main progression ends at when you hit heart of azeroth 80 i've done a lot of research into this today on discord with the guild as well um you can keep gaining Azerite after level 80 and increase the level. And what it does is it increases you get uh, increases the item level of your Heart of Azeroth. Now this is super important to realize because the way that the power scaling of essence essences work is that the essences are based off the item level of the Heart of Azeroth. So the higher the item level of your heart, the more damage it will do, rather it being tied into your... Um, your stats or anything else so it's 80 will give you the last slot to get on the heart but it isn't essentially the end of what you can get power wise but there are seven new essences it seems one is from the raid obviously uh can they... i read that one can i read that one what the raid one yeah yeah go ahead okay because this I, I was reading this as you were talking this like, blew my mind so it's called the formless void and it's for all specializations you replicate the energy in your target's Heart of Azeroth, gaining access to rank 1 of their currently slotted Major Essence for the next 15 seconds. The Formless Void will go on cooldown for 50% longer than the base cooldown of the Essence you replicated. <coughs> so that means raids can talk amongst themselves to see who is using which Major Essence, and that way people can kind of target the player's Essence that gives them the most advantage and use this on them like i think this is really cool and i think it really adds to the whole teamwork aspect of a raid and i'm very excited about it that's really cool it reminds me a lot of dark simulcrum which death knights used to have before uh sinestra and then the massive nerf that happened um but it, right. you know, friendly versus maybe symbiosis is probably a better way to to look at it that drew it out. I think that's probably better. It could be interesting. I really like the passive of it, the minor power. Anytime an ally within 40 yards uses an Azerite Essence, gain 273 uh, primary stat for 20 seconds. That is, yeah. I that, didn't even look at that. That's really cool. Really interesting. I'd be interested to see uh, what the, the minor cooldown is. Yeah. But this seems to be a drop from pretty much anything past the. It's basically the second half of the dungeon. One, two, three, four, five, six bosses. Yeah. The last six bosses in the dungeon, so that'll drop that can drop from any of those, which is better than just three in Eternal Palace. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh so there's three from the Magni 8.3 questline, one for DPS, one for tank, and one for healing. They all seem to be pretty good. Tanks seem to have uh, uh, uh what's the rogue thing? Avoid death type thing. Vanish? No, no, they've got something. Uh, cheat death. Oh, like, cheat death, yeah. yeah. So if they prevents their death and they regenerate to 20% of maximum health, could be really good. I expect that's going to maybe be a big thing in Mythic raids, and we'll see a lot of that in the, the Race to World vs. Mythic. Uh, the DPS one seems to be an execute. 
Uh, burns your target with damage. If a target's less than 20% health, cooldown's reduced. And the healing one seems to be just a channel heal. I don't know. For the from the quest line. Yeah. The spirit, it looks the like it's a buff to yeah. It heals them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a channel heal, which I'm I've never been a big fan of channeled heals, ever. So if it's big enough, I mean, it looks like based on your versatility, it could be a higher heal. So. Yeah, but in play it could be a I, good thing, like one of the bigger heals. I don't think any healers use versatility as a primary though. Well, not primary, primary, but I know, for example, uh, holy priests. I mean, our mains are crit and mastery, but versatility yeah. is up there too. So, unfortunately, yeah, it feels gross. I don't like versatility. Uh, I'm a demon hunter. We love versatility. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, so there are essences that are linked to horrific visions as well. So, the DPS one seems to be like an AoE wave of damage, which is pretty good. And then, But it also buffs all the damage that other people use for Azerite Essences by 45%. The tank one is a big taunt, like an AoE taunt, which is really bizarre. But the minor power, I think, is where that actually is has its strength. And I think that's what it's meant to be used for. Where it's every two seconds it stores healing up to a maximum of their total health by times by 0.1%, so a little bit more than the max health. And when you dodge or parry an attack, you heal for all the stored healing. So I feel that that's going to be a really strong minor than it is a major. Because I don't really think anybody's yeah, going to need I can an see that. Taunt. And the healer one seems to be Bubble Spheres, which is really interesting. And the minor on that seems really bizarre, requiring them to be within 15 yards of targets which is really i imagine there'll be specific raid fights that that will be really interesting on because we right. need to stack and if you all have that as a minor then that'll be interesting so hmm, i don't know but that, that one's that that's definitely an essence that i want to see in action yeah before i judge if it's good or not i can see that one going either way i i feel it'll be a passive that'll be left aside and just used as your last extra slot to go with like really difficult raid encounters or dungeon encounters yeah. where you have to gather up. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but with all of these, while essences are not being made account wide, the 8.2 content has their unlock requirements reduced, essentially dropped down a reputation level from exalted to revered, which is good. Uh, there are a new there's a new vendor reputation boa item that you can buy with pearls if you've got an excess of pearls for nashtar i believe it's 250 rep a, a pearl which isn't horrible um but also you know it's it's something that should have been in since the beginning and get people to farm up their reps that way you know it's much bizarre there's a lot of class changes which i think there's too much to go into because I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a really big class buff on every other class except the one I'm playing, and even then. I mean, a few of them that I, you know, run within raids and stuff and help them, they help me, that kind of thing. Those, yes, but otherwise, not so much. Yeah, I don't see any warrior stuff. <laughs> it doesn't affect my class, I'm not bothered. As far as yeah. I don't care, he's moving on. <laughs> uh, Island Expeditions, this is a thing I'm really interested in. Uh, they're yes. introducing salvage crates, which you can spend your doubloons on. So if you've still been doing your islands week on week, and you've been doing farming up your doubloons, and you've bought everything, 
uh, that you can get, but you still had really bad drops for uh, the pets and the mounts you're still missing. You can get between common, rare, and epic uh, chests, which I believe the epic chests are at 175 doubloons of purchase. And they'll have uh, stuff that drops from those specific versions of islands as well. And from what I've read, you're more likely to get something that you don't have than something you are up to your cap. So you can still have a chance to get a pet if you haven't got three versions of that pet. And uh, But you're more likely to get a mount, but not more likely to get a duplicate mount, if you get what I'm saying. Nice. So there is uh, the... There's... Um... Loser protection is the wrong word, but you, you know, like, like the legendary system in Legion, there's there's protection on basically duplicate. The RNG is kind to you if, yeah. if if it's not if it's not been kind to you. Legendary system knew you weren't going to get a duplicate legendary because basically yeah. you already had it, it ticked it off the box. Yes, uh, as far as I'm aware, stuff like the mounts, but you've got to remember that these boxes all still also have uh, transmog gear, which is green as well. So there's a large chance for you to not get a lot at all. I assume as time goes on, we'll see what happens. Uh, they each have a chance to get three pieces of loot normally awarded from the completion of an island expedition. I assume if you're looking to spend more of your money on the epic stuff, you're more likely to get mounts in it than you would do if you are going to buy elemental salvage from like various yeah, elements. Probably. So, yeah, I think that's it. There's lots of collectibles, various bits and pieces. Um... The, the uh, Hellbent Bracers is a toy unless you flex. So, I mean, it's a weird flex, but okay. How long did you scroll ahead and have that waiting to say? A long time. <laughs> it was all over that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, apparently... The reusable Augment Rune is coming out. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, probably be used all the way up until um, you get to the next... Expansion capital on 30 as well. Goblins and Wurgen Heritage Armor. Um, yes. I'm not very excited for these. Um, the Goblin one looks really bad, and the Wurgen one looks really bad. Um, some people, okay. Some people may really enjoy that. I don't really I want don't to... like the... So, because so, my, my main's a Wurgen, and I don't... I like silver more than I like gold, so I'm not like... Super, super excited about it, and the shoulders are clunky as hell. But you know, as long as I can hide the shoulders, but, it, but it, it doesn't look bad. My big, my biggest problem is that they could quite easily have taken the the look that uh, Greymane has in Heroes yeah. and yeah. transitioned that over, and it wouldn't have looked quite so bad. There have been so many people on ArtStation, on Twitter, on Reddit. That I've tried to fix the Schwergen stuff. It looks really horrible. It looks out of place. It's something I'll have, but it won't be something I'll ever use. And it's disappointing. And I'll do it on launch because I'm ready. I've got my work and ready to go at 120. Goblin, I'm still leveling. It fits a goblin theme, but again, I'm not really a big fan of that. And it really does look like it was an afterthought. So. Yeah, however, the the Volpera uh, heritage armor looks really cool. Yeah. In saying that, the the Mechagon one, you get to look like King Mechagon, which I'll take. Um, yeah. I've got a transmog in mind for that already. Using, um, I'm gonna find something that uses one-handed maces as a Mechagon because I get to use Valinir, 
Because they're easing off transmog restrictions. If you own a legendary on your account, then any so character excited. that can use that, can you can transmog into a legendary. So, so excited. So that's going to be really, really cool. I... <laughs> um, as it was pointed out, the level cap, the expansion level cap is not 130, it's actually 60 in Shadowlands, and I completely forgot that. <laughs> I completely forgot we're having a level squish. I knew what you meant, I was going to just, I was just letting you move along. It's alright. I'm tired. If you lot your pet battles, there are 22 new battle pets, minimum, that have already been uh, data mined, according to Wowhead. The Blackrock Depths is also a new pet battle dungeon. It also seems to be the last one in the pet battle story chain. So if you're waiting until they all came out in order to see the entirety of the story, go and do so. Uh, there's quite a few out. All the guys are on Wellhead for these specific pets and everything else. Loads of mounts. Um, yes. Absolutely tons of mounts. Allied races each get one each. Uh, there's two different types of alpacas that are available. One comes from a world boss, which has been added to the world boss in uh, Voldoon, the undead T-Rex. Uh, one comes from an undiscovered quest, and then there's one that comes from somewhere in Voldoon, apparently. Uh, we've got we've talked about the ones that drop from the Zoth. There are ones that is a rare spawn in Horrific Visions called a Male Muncher. <laughs> male Muncher. <laughs> uh, we've talked about that one name. from Mythic Plus. Yep. If you did the B grind, there is a Shadow Barb drone, which is like an Akir mount, which everybody can do, which is very similar to how the B mount worked. So there's a Void one that I believe is from Aldum in a grind there. Whether you can only do that when the invasion is up will be something to see, but we'll find out as that goes ahead. There are loads of new rares with both the Titan Assaults in Aldum and the Veil of Eternal Blossoms, which drop mounts. There's at least one, two, three, four five six seven reigns of the drake of the four winds there you go something else to go with your four winds drakes um and then there's there's obviously the two new mounts from the two new factions as well for the order account sales uh like a sky terror and uh if you can find a pristine cloud serpent scale richardi will give you a richardi war serpent which is another cloud serpent lots of stuff Woo. The Mighty Caravan Brutosaur ha um, will be leaving the game uh, at some point. No, no, it will no longer be available for purchase when Shadowlands goes live. Whether that means 9.0 or the expansion, I believe it's the expansion itself. But if you're after an auction house mount, start saving for 5 million gold. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really the point of it. If you want it, you need to get it. Um... I'm kind of hoping that they either bring it back to the black market auction house at some point, or maybe they're, they they taken away to give us like a void version of it. No, I think uh, they've said it might be very rare in black Martin black market auction house. Yeah, so okay, they've said that before. It, it yeah. probably means that they're looking to to figure out the way how gold scales and everything else is going to be the way that that's why they're removing it. Uh, other than that, they just fought like an auction house mount, just like they how they thought having a transmogrifier uh, vendor on a mount was a weird thing. Uh, they probably don't want to have an auction house one. So, Blizzard have made a decision. Whether people agree with it or not is not for us to decide. But there we go. Uh, the auction house update, which I think is uh, a big deal to a lot of people, is getting is finally receiving a lot of interface improvements. 
Uh, feedback seems to be good. Buying seems to be streamlined, and there's now ways to dodge single stacks of everything, which has annoyed everybody. Yep. It looks interesting. Um, yeah, because if you just want to buy a hundred of an ore, that you can put it in at the lowest price, and it will work out what a hundred ore at the smallest price is, rather than buying a hundred single individual stacks. So. Yeah, I'm gonna clear up my my reagent tabs. Coming into. Uh um 8.3 yeah so i mean there's a there's a lot there i mean that just touches the surface of what we know you know that's everything that's been data mined so far and this came out uh on the 19th of december so it's nearly already a month old already this post so uh there's there could be some minor ptr changes as i said there's everything that hasn't been uh data mined at all you know that's hidden as well that we don't know about you still excited for what you're looking for, guys? Uh, anything else that you're looking to doing? I mean, I feel like everything. a lot. I feel like a lot of my <laughs> first day is going to be spent doing um, all the new, all, all the new patch content and everything else to unlock all the things. Is probably, I mean, I'm probably gonna. I'll probably stream it. I think I'll end up probably streaming when I get back from work that day. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a a lot of good stuff in it and i like where they're the stuff they're doing i mean some quality of life changes and it, it is cool like i was saying to get the the voids and, and and to get the old god influence Allie? yeah i'll probably start with the storyline content first because that's just what i do and We'll see from there, because there's a lot I want to do. I'm very excited for this patch. I want to go see the new you know, reward system in Islands, because I'm one of those people that actually enjoy Islands. And then, of course, I'm going to be all over the assaults and horrific visions. So I think I'm really that, excited for yeah. horrific visions the most. I think, uh, outside of the raid, I feel like I'll be, I'll be doing horrific visions. I'll be doing Islands because I need my doubloons. Uh, there is a new mount that is also added, but you need to have cleared the Heroic Darkshore Warfront, and it costs 350 service medals. It's not mentioned here, but I have seen it mentioned elsewhere. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. There's a lot There's a lot to take in. Um, it's. It feels almost like it's a big reset button with how much is changing. Yeah. And it feels like it's getting ready for 9.0. I mean, because we're seeing them relaxing some of the alt stuff, which which is great. That like, I'm. We've talked many episodes about being more okay with, with alt stuff and, and wanting more account wide stuff, and we're getting some of that. And I think this is kind of them them saying, hey, we're, we're we know that we have a big system coming with 9.0. I'm gonna guess that there's some behind the scenes stuff. And Jeremy Fiesel. Has said there's some secrets that they've still kept hidden. They have found a new way to, to data mine, protect stuff. So, well, stuff's there, uh, there coming. Is still, the the hidden cutscenes for the allied race starting zone. So there's a lot of stuff there. So uh, there'll be a lot of things that will be probably popping up in your social feeds and everything else uh, from people that you may know that do a lot of things. All of your standard bits and pieces that if you want to try and dodge as much i've tried to i've tried to keep it as spoiler free as possible today from what i know yeah um 
I think the biggest thing that is a giveaway on anything is the boss list in the raid. Uh, there are a couple yep. of purple names. <laughs> uh, well, and and Icy Veins has already released who the jailer is, and we will not talk about that at all. I don't. No, I, not, I, not, I don't want to look at that either. Not until it is revealed in the game, will we talk exactly? About um, yeah, that whole conversation can yeah uh, that whole thing elsewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for 8.3. It's a big reset button. I feel like I say that now, looking at what's in the contents of it, I don't really feel like I want to be sitting here in six, eight weeks time and be like it's just more of the same you know um, but it really depends on how long this is going to be going for, I'm hoping in six to eight weeks time we'll have the beta for Shadowlands out and about, I'm just again I, as I've mentioned previously I feel like after how the classic beta went and how it was very closed and left for most um, content creators and influencers that I feel like that's what they'll be doing with Shadowlands because of how well classic worked because it appeals at least for to, alpha it, I don't well know about beta. I, I, honestly I don't know it appealed to a lot of people and I mean the biggest demographic they're gonna get is not new new players it's players that already exist these people watch their Bellular, their Preach, their Talias and Evertel, their, you know, their Asmongolds and their S-Fans and the Methods and everything else and all the people that are big, really super big notorities in the community that they'll watch and they'll enjoy those that content. And because a lot of how us, the way social feeds work with a lot of the fear of missing out and everything else, people will watch this to, at least if they can't get in, to see it you know we'll see that's true but we'll see but i can see my hope and and if they want to you know give priority to them and say a closed beta originally cool yeah. i understand but my hope is that they will eventually open it because if they start putting too much emphasis on the big name streamers or you know big name content creators yeah. and not letting regular players in to a help test it and b just to experience it you're going to get a lot of bitter people in the player base. Yeah, because one of the big cool. issues with BFA was the Azerite armor system. And there was not enough testing or so something happened there that the devs weren't able to get enough feedback on it. And they had to take a few patches the, to get uh, it the finally. Answer, the answer to that, Fraz, is that the, the expansion was rushed on release to hit a release date. That's hit true. a release window. Um, they were given a lot of feedback on the Azerite armor. Uh, it's been very well documented between Reddit, the official forums, and uh, the Influencer Summit that happened uh, before the launch of the game. And they were given a lot of uh, feedback for it. But it, ju it just didn't hit the thing. And that's why we had Essences, because they couldn't fix it. And that's why the next logical change for the Azerite armor in 8.3 is in all of the raid pieces to give everybody their best Azerite ability on all the armor pieces. I mean, it's, okay. what, it's one way to do it, but yeah, I, I'm just I want to avoid what what happened with uh, with the Azerite armor because that that was not a fun thing as a as a creator, content creator. That that was not a fun thing to have people yelling at me. Wizard sucks. I'm like, I wasn't the one who coded the the, the problem. The problem with being a content creator on a really high level 
is that sometimes you have to ease into the big disdain against a system that isn't properly there whether you like it or you don't like it and a lot of people don't like the Azerite system because it, it's Blizzard being hypocritical between themselves they said they didn't like the legendary system from Legion because it took up too many spaces on a player's armors there was no there's no real space the reason we haven't got tier sets anymore is because they were like well, the Azerite set uses up so many set pieces that you're not going to really have a chance to do a tier piece, you know? And now we're adding a cloak to that as well. So now between that, we're back into a position where we're at a legion where we've got a neck, a cloak, shoulders, chest, and a helm. Like all of your big transmogable pieces are going to be taken up by pieces that are really going to just drop and then you're never really going to replace those because they don't even Titanforge either so yeah. it's 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 a big thing where it's very hypocritical on the on the space of blizzard to be like we've ditched this because of this but then they've created the problem to begin with and then the fact that the azerite pieces if the azerite pieces launched with everybody's best stat i don't think there would have been a problem because it would have been like blizzard knows what they want you to have they've done this but it's it's a mixture of the azerite pieces mixed with class balance and pruning of stuff and losing the artifact weapon which gave you a lot of abilities as well and it's just a mixture of all of it that made gave the player base something to be really annoyed with now they've tried to change it with not giving you too many abilities and instead enhancing abilities but again we're just going to get back into a position in shadowlands where we don't know what we're going to get back and what they're going to take away again and it happens every expansion and sometimes it would have been better just to have left the artifact weapons at their scaled power like they're doing with the heart at the end of the expansion we know we're not draining it we know it's not going to work past a certain level of content in shadowlands and we know it won't work in any content in shadowlands because we're but it'll work azeroth, it. essentially yeah it'll, it'll work on azeroth from what i'm hearing but not in the shadowlands exactly but like if we had been able to do that with the artifact weapons would that have been better you know would it have kept its power and then it be like the Mists of Pandaria legendary cloaks, the 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 legends from the legion, uh, the legendaries from Legion, the legendaries from every other patch. Where like if you do time walking, it is your best power game because I know right. I I raid with people specifically that have time walking sets. Like they have their Mists of Pandaria cloaks, they have their Cataclysm rogue daggers, and they use those specifically on time walking sets because they give the best damage output. And on your damage meters, you'll see people with the tiny bars of your tank, your slightly bigger bars of your DPS, and then there's him with his time walking set where he's out there. You know, he's just so far ahead of everybody else. It's... It, it, it's it's weird. And I, I have to wonder if we go back to a system where the big power gain is going to be Covenants in Shadowlands and not in specific gear pieces, are we going to get tier sets back? Or are they just going to keep doing tier sets with well not even tier sets but are they going to do raid sets which have that raid armor because we're getting covenant sets or are they not going to worry bother with that at all it's it's something that i'm interested to see how they tackle because if we lose tier sets completely with nothing that takes armor slots i mean the the argument is is again it's irrelevant yeah because like true 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 villain manny talked about like our, our armor has stats that and and things that, that we rely on like uh, to my healing that i have on Krasley is because of my armor healing me 
And if we lose that in Shadowlands, are we going to get that stuff back? So the, the heart and the Azerai armor isn't being disabled, but unlike at the beginning of BFA, where you got given Azerite pieces and they were pretty powerful to begin with, and you just improved them as you went along, we're, we're just going to see them drop off to just like a blue or a green piece of armor, to a certain, depending on the item level that you have. Like if you have a normal piece of gear or an LFR piece of gear, you're probably going to replace that pretty quickly in Shadowlands. But if you yeah. have a heroic or like a mythic piece or a crafted 370 piece, then that will probably last you until you get to like like 58, 59, you know? And you'll replace it with like a, a, an entry level piece as you hit like the, the cap and you start doing your end game essentially at that point. You know, it, it's going to be interesting, but I'm worried about I'm just worried about the direction for tier sets and everything else as we go through. Um, if tier sets are definitely gone and what we're going to get are raid sets, like in terms of look, it feels very boring because I, every time I look through my class sets when I'm going mount hunting and I'm going, oh, this is a cool cool dungeon set. Shall I go for it? Like I literally just got the, the mythic death knight set from Hellfire Citadel because I was starting to unlock the, the key this week. It looks alright, it's not something we're going to use, but it's different and it's not something that my paladin or a warrior is going to have because it's unique to the class. Even if I don't right. like the look of it, it's still unique to the class rather than unique to the dungeon. So, I don't know. It, get, it gets to that point that it feels like Blizzard were worried about when they introduced transmogrification at the beginning, where they were worried that everybody would just take their favourite set and everybody would look the same. And now we have stuff that drops and everybody will look the same if they didn't transmogrify it. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. It's kind of ended it on a downer note. Favourite points for 8.3. What, what are you looking forward to next week? Rasley. Oh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to the mechanums. So going to roll one of those and uh, see, what, see, see, what, see what's going to go and it, it, I'm, I, it, hopefully nothing in the uh, mechanome starting zones grinds my gears. Are you doing iron mechanome? I gotta look at the at the iron rules for, for them, but I I, I will definitely do it. Fair enough, Ali. Uh, beyond best? obviously the storyline, I'm yeah. going to get my husband and we're gonna <laughs> go conquer some horrific visions together. He doesn't hey, know it yet, but that's, that's the plan. Good plan. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm going to do story content. I'll probably do the Wurgen Heritage, and I'll probably do uh, my Mechanome unlocks and everything else. Everything I can unlock on day one, I'll probably do. But that, that, the first thing I'll probably do is probably going to be the main progression. I've At current podcast, I am at eight, eight Paragon boxes ready for 8.3 right now to pick nice. up. Nice. I launch, think we have so. five, four? That's not bad. I think. Presley has yeah. none. I'm getting in there before he says it. Presley has zero paragon boxes <laughs> ready. It's fine. Yep. Again, I, I'm I'm not one of those. I mean, my reputation's not in game. My reputation's online. Your um, reputation you, is in my heart. You Aww. absolute hippie. Um, you don't have a heart, Fraz. It's it's mechanized. Oh, ow! It's a mechanized oh. heart. Mechanized robot heart. That's cold like my heart. Oh, it's cold like your heart, Ali. For those people that do not know where they can find you around the internet, where would they where would where would they be able to find you around this internet place? 
You can find me on Twitter at Aliandris K. You can find my show Dungeon Fables, where I geek out about lore of dungeons and raids and stuff at DungeonFables.com or on Twitter at Dungeon Fables. And you can also hear me every single week on All Things Azeroth. And you can get both those shows wherever you get all your podcasts. Mr. Frasley, where can they find you around the internet? On Twitter at Fazletastic, every week at gnomepodcast.com where I talk with people like uh, like the voice actor Trindane, who has one of the best Worgen voices ever. Oh. And then every and on <laughs> Twitch at gnome.live. Brilliant stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me in the normal places at Titans Creed, at Gaming Phoenix. You can find me on Project Phoenix Productions if you look on Twitch or YouTube. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to the guests. Thank you very much to Ali, superstar. Thank you very much for joining us at Talking 8.3 today. Thank you very much, as always, to Mr. Frasley. And as he always likes to say, be awesome. <laughs>